I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. People in the U.S. marked the 11th anniversary of the attacks of September 11th in quiet ways. There were ceremonies at New York's Ground Zero, the Pentagon, and Shanksville, Pennsylvania. The crowds were smaller than in previous years, and for the first time, no elected official spoke at the World Trade Center site. That may reflect a change in the way people here are remembering 9-11. There's also been some change in the way people in other parts of the world view the perpetrators. Back in 2003, the world's Arun Roth went to Kolkata, or Calcutta in India, to do a story for Frontline on a folk opera featuring Osama bin Laden. And he was more than a little surprised to see how al-Qaeda's leader was portrayed at the time. I was living in New York 11 years ago when the city was attacked. I walked through the clouds of revolting smoke that issued from the pile for weeks after the Twin Towers fell. Naturally, I jumped at the opportunity to see how the events had been transformed into a jatra, or street opera, in Calcutta. Jatras last around four hours, with as much song and dance as a Bollywood film, and live musicians. They are amazing. But my feelings soured during the performance. Even though I don't speak Bengali, I gradually realized that this jatra portrayed bin Laden as a Robin Hood character, and Americans and our allies as villains. I betrayed a little bias when I interviewed the audience afterward. What about his, uh, his means, the fact that he's a terrorist? Is that, uh, uh, this man essentially said that America had made bin Laden, so was ultimately responsible. Now, Calcutta has long been a seat of radical, leftist, anti-Western sentiment, so this kind of take on world events was pretty common. It was also April of 2003, a month after the Iraq invasion, so a strain of anti-Americanism and the anti-war protests there weren't surprising. What unnerved me, though, was the anger, hate even. I never expected to hear Death to America chanted in an Indian city. Kovri Ganapati is a fellow with the Global India Foundation, a think tank in Calcutta. She says the city's initial reaction to the 9-11 attacks mirrored the rest of the world's we-are-all-Americans-now response. But bin Laden's first post-9-11 video included a laundry list of grievances, something to appeal to Muslims across the world. For Indian Muslims, it was bin Laden's mention of Kashmir, a Muslim-majority state claimed by both India and Pakistan. When you talk about Kashmir, uh, you know, it's one of those uh, flashpoints in our heads, as in the subcontinent. So it immediately catches your attention. So in many ways, he played to the galleries in a way that, uh, you know, would make uh, any advertiser very proud. But the most striking feature of the protests I saw in 2003 was how Hindus and Muslims were uniting to condemn America, and not just over the Iraq War. I encountered plenty of Hindus in Calcutta whose feelings towards bin Laden ranged from ambivalence to approval. What was the attraction? It's a question of sovereignty and it's a question of dignity. Rami Khoury is the director of the Isam Fares Institute at the American University of Beirut. Osama bin Laden and these various Salafist movements play on this theme very much. It's anti-imperial, uh, but it's also about your own sovereignty and your own dignity. He says that for many across the Middle East and South Asia, bin Laden appealed to a deep-seated anti-colonial mindset. He was the little guy sticking it to the man in the most outrageous manner possible. But as the years passed, bin Laden and al-Qaeda didn't get very far in taking down the corrupt post-colonial leadership in Muslim countries. His aura, his image faded years ago um, when it was obvious that he wasn't really getting anywhere. And many people really didn't like um, what he did in 9-11, uh, attacking uh, 
big office blocks uh, and and thousands of innocent civilians being killed is not the kind of thing that ordinary people in the Arab or Islamic world would do themselves. They would not support that kind of thing. By late 2010, bin Laden had been overtaken by history. You've had this huge um, groundswell of uh, support for these uprisings in the Arab world because they're the last anti-colonial battle. And they are these movements going on now, these Arab uprisings and revolutions, really represent the, the, the will of the majority in these countries in a way that bin Laden could never, ever tap, even though he tried very hard. Ironically, the killing of bin Laden has raised his Q score once again. His popularity had been on the decline, even in Pakistan. But the U.S. raid into Abbottabad ripped open a hornet's nest of anti-colonial resentment. And the quick burial at sea has spawned a thousand new conspiracy theories. In Pakistan, some say he's still alive. And he's been popping up again in the rich pop culture of Calcutta. Kovri Ganapati. Although he was not a part of the popular imagination for a while now, in his death, he has somehow managed to make a comeback. The Shahi Imam in one of the mosques in Calcutta, he led a prayer meeting for bin Laden after he was killed. But you have to understand that for a deeply religious community, bin Laden's death became a story about what, what sort of last rites he was accorded. And that story served as the basis for a new jatra in Calcutta last year, bin Laden killed at the hands of America. The opera focuses not on the killing itself, but on the supposedly disrespectful way U.S. forces disposed of his corpse. For the world... I'm Arun Roth. You can see Arun's original frontline world story on the Osama bin Laden folk opera. We have the video at theworld.org.